listening to audio from Oasis Church in Winter Haven, Florida. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit our website at www.oasischurchwh.org. And thanks so much for listening. with us, but he asked if I could um, continue on in the book of Luke. We have just a, maybe two weeks left in, in the book of Luke. Um, it's been, Ke- uh, Kevin shared with me um, that I think he said that he personally has preached like 60 or over 60 messages from the book of Luke, and that does not even count um, the messages that other of us has, has filled in along the way. And so it just goes to show how much is packed into this one book. And I think sometimes we, we, we read through these things and we kind of skip through and, and, um, we don't take time to just let it soak in the truths that, that's here. And, and there's some of this we have, we rush through. And, um, so as we are nearing the, the end of this book, I think the next couple weeks are really what it's all about. Because if it were not for the scripture that we're going to read today, all the rest of it would have been for nothing. If it had not been for Luke 24, all of it wouldn't have mattered. So I'm feel honored and blessed this morning to be able to pick up here. Luke 24 um, feels very much like an Easter message. But I want to tell you, you know, we set aside Easter every year to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. But shouldn't we be celebrating that every day? Shouldn't we feel that every day? So I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's go ahead and read uh, Luke chapter 24, we're going to read um, the rest of, I'm sorry, Luke, the end of chapter 23, and then the first 12 verses of Luke 24. So Luke 23, verse 50. Now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, who had not consented to their decision and action. And he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb cut in stone, where no one had ever yet been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. Chapter 24, verse 1. But on the first day of the week. Now, I got to stop right there for just a second. One of my favorite things to recognize in Scripture is where you get this bad news, and then it's followed by, but God. Right? There's a lot of these things in Scripture where you you see things that aren't going just the way we thought it should go, and then it says, but God. 
And what I like about this is it says, they laid him in the tomb, they rested on the Sabbath. But on the first day of the week, things changed. Watch this. At early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away. But when they went in, they did not find the body of Jesus. They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. I should have worn my jacket today. (laughs) Y'all know the jacket I'm talking about? (laughs) Man, okay, so they stood by in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. But has risen. But has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Now, it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told them these things. To the apostles. But these words seem to them an idle tale. They did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. And he went home marveling at what had happened. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the truth that's in it. So I pray this morning that as we, as we look back and reflect and remember this wonderful, wonderful time in history, God, that you will stir our hearts. God, that you will make the resurrection real in our lives. God, that you will rise again in our hearts. God, that we might have life and live it more abundantly. God, we just pray that you would go before us. God, revelate my mind, anoint my lips. God, that what I'll say might encourage someone to reach out to you today. God, I pray that you would bless our ears to hear, our mind to understand, and our heart to receive the word that you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. So this, this scripture right here is... Um, is very powerful. I mean, it tells us the story of, of Jesus. We know last week that he, um, he faced a terrible, terrible, tragic, and horrific death. Um, so we're going to break out three points today. And they're easy points. They're easy to remember. One, Jesus died. And I think it's, we, we need to understand, number one, Jesus died. Dead. One scripture says they took his corpse. You know what a corpse is, right? A corpse is a dead body. No life, no breathing, no blood moving. Dead. They buried Jesus. 
They put him in the grave. They sealed it up. He was gone. Third point, he got up. All right. Jesus died. Jesus, it was a terrible, horrific death. And, and you'll remember, um, you know, he had been beaten within inches of his life. And then he was hung on a cross for all to see. He was mocked. He was spat upon. He was ridiculed. It was a public spectacle witnessed by many. And it was on purpose. It was meant to shame him and to make an example out of him. The, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leaders of the time, wanted to make sure everybody saw and everybody heard what happens to people who rise up against them, who make statements that's contrary to, to what they say and what their word is. They wanted to make sure everybody saw Jesus died. Thank you. Because it makes it a little bit easier to prove that he was raised from the dead. Because everybody saw he was out. He was down for the count. They finished what they started. Make no mistake. His life was not taken from him. No, no, no. You know, you look at this and say, man, why would they, how could they do that? No, no, no. Jesus knew it was coming and Jesus willfully walked into it and laid down his life. He gave it freely and fully for you, for me. He walked it. He took the shame. He took the burden. He took the sin. He took it all. Remember in the garden? When, when he was praying and his, and his sweat became his great drops of blood, the, the anxiety, the stress, and he said, let this cup pass from me. That cup, this, this terrible, terrible thing that I'm about to go through. Oh, he had talked to them before about what was going to happen. Over in Mark, there's a couple of places, Mark and Matthew records where Jesus foretells his death. In Mark chapter 10, verse 32, it says, And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed. And those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was about to happen to him, saying, See, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes. And they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 20, verse 17, 19. Basically the same thing, but just a little, just a little different difference here. Uh, Matthew 20, verse 17 and 19. says, as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside. And on the way, he said to them, see, we're going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes. And they will condemn him to death. 
and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And he will be raised on the third day. So Jesus knew what he was marching to. And he told them, not only, I'm going to be, they're going to take me, they're going to take me to to Pilate. They're going to take me to Rome. They're going to take me to the Gentiles. And they're going to, and they're, they're going to crucify me. A crucifixion was not a, an uncommon thing. It happened all the time. The Jews were very aware of what the Romans would do to them if they were found to not be um, loyal to Caesar. And so it wasn't unusual for this to happen. What was unusual is that this was a man who days earlier had walked through the city gates and the people were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And a few days later, they're crying, crucify him, crucify him. He was at the Last Supper and he told them, he reminded them again, he said, take, eat, this is my body given for you. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus was blessed. Jesus was broken. And Jesus was given for you, for me. Jesus died. Let's go back to verse 48. Matthew, I'm sorry, Luke 23 Verse 48, it says, And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, now what had taken place? Well, he was beaten to the point where he couldn't even carry his own cross, that they had to grab somebody else to to get him the rest of the way there. They laid him down and they pounded nails through his hands and his feet and they raised him up for all to see. They mocked him. They put a crown of thorns on his head and they said, the Lord of the Jews, the King of the Jews. They gave him sour wine to drink. They said, if you're God the Son, save yourself. They witnessed Jesus Yo, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he took his last breath. And darkness fell. And the earth shook. Can you imagine being there and yelling, crucify him, crucify him, and then witnessing at noon sheer darkness and the earth shaking and graves opening up? Three hours it was dark. And he died. And it said the crowd saw what took place, returned home, beating their breast. What have we just done? What have we just done? One of the guards said, surely this was the Son of God. Surely this man was innocent. 
the, 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 uh, the Jewish leaders came to, um, came to Pilate and said, listen, Sabbath is approaching. This was the day of preparation. The day of preparation is Friday before the Sabbath on Saturday. This was taking place on Friday. We cannot have these men hanging up there on the Sabbath. We've got to speed this along. Can we break their legs? And then, because crucifixion, death by crucifixion was, was a terrible thing because what it did is it, it drained their body of energy and it suffocated them. They could not get their breath. They would, they would stand up there and they would push themselves up to, to try to get a, a breath and then they would hang back down and just this, this terrible thing that took place. But breaking their legs meant they couldn't raise themselves up to get a breath. They went to the one on either side. They broke their legs so that they could speed up the death process. And they got to Jesus and saw that he was already gone. He's already dead. Now the scripture had told us that not a bone in his body would be broken. Not one. And so to fulfill the scripture, God knew what was going on. They didn't break his legs. You know what they did? They took a spear and they plunged it into his side. And it says blood and water came forth. Now, there's things you can go look at medically that they didn't know then, that when things happen around the heart and, and around the, the, the muscle of the heart, it'll build up fluids and water. So as they pierced, it, it came out just exactly the way Scripture says. And you can go read that there's medical reason, there's science as to why that would have taken place. And it's put in here so we can recognize and understand Jesus was dead. No life. Gone. It wasn't, you know, we like to watch some of these shows and, and they, um, there was a show called Covert Affairs. I don't know if y'all ever watched that. It's a few years old. But at one point, she faked her death and they, um, they gave her some kind of a medicine to make it look like she was dead and then they revived her later. And anyways, that wasn't it. <laughs> there was no fake in that. There was no fake in that. There, there was no Hollywood um, makeup artist or no camera tricks. He was gone. Dead. And the scripture tells us that, that Joseph um, from Armathia went to Pilate and said, Hey, can, can, can I have his body? He, it took some, um, some courage for him to do that. And I think it's over in, in uh, it might be in Mark, uh, where um, Pilate says, um, he's dead already? Because usually crucifixion takes a while. And this, the Roman centurion verified, yes, he's dead. All right, so why all this? Well, again, Jesus died. He was dead. He was gone. Checked out. Mission accomplished. Can we check that off? Jesus died. Yes? yes? All right. Jesus died. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. I just want to share this with you. Um, it says, They shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. Another scripture. They didn't break his legs, but they'll look on me, the ones that they pierced, and then they'll mourn for me like I'm their only son. Now, um, that's what they did in, in verse 48, 49. They were mourning what they had just done. 
the Messiah was taken. So Joseph, they didn't just say you can have the body, but you want the body, you got to go get it. Take him down. Now, you know, I, I know we've got young kids in here, so I'm, I'm trying to keep this as, try to not be graphic. Um, I've probably gone more further than I, than I wanted to already, but they went to take Jesus' body down. And I'm going to tell you, um, he had already been beaten like, and flogged and just, he, he, was, um, he was a mess. And they, they took his body off the cross. And um, the Bible says that they took linen cloths and they wrapped his body. Um, but Sabbath was approaching. The sun was setting and so they were in a hurry. Jewish law, they had to get that body in the grave before the sun went down. So they, Joseph had a brand new tomb. It was cut out of the rock that he said, I, I, I'll, I'll take the body. We'll get him there. We'll get him secured. And then we can go into the Sabbath. So he, he got linen cloths. They wrapped him. They took him there. And the ladies followed behind and sat across as they watched them take Jesus and put him in the tomb. They rolled the stone in front of the door. And they went home. And it says on the Sabbath, they rested. Now, this is where my imagination um, starts to creep in. Because I wonder, what it would have been like to have been there? Um, I wonder, was... Was it eerily quiet in the night? Because this was the darkest night in human history. This is the darkest it's ever been since creation. Since Jesus, since, since the words were uttered, let there be light. This was the darkest it had ever been. The sun, S-O-N, was extinguished. Was it quiet? Or could you hear cries echoing throughout the city? Were they wailing? Were they still beating their chest? I imagine that the disciples and those that were with Jesus were in mourning. I'm sure they were in shock. They were in despair. Were they feeling hopeless and helpless? Were they angry? Oh, I can imagine Peter, right? Peter, Peter was probably the angriest of all of them. I should have done more. With that, when, I, when I cut that man's ear off, I should have done more. I should have. I, I should. And Peter, you know, Jesus said don't. P, Peter, Jesus healed that man. There's nothing more you could have done. This is what Jesus told us was going to happen. Were they afraid? I wonder if they sat there wondering, questioning, why did we follow him? He's dead now. Now what? Were they concerned for the future? What's tomorrow bring? What are, did they sit there and start reminiscing about their travels? Did they talk about, um, well, when I met Jesus, <laughs> I was out tending to my nets, and we didn't catch anything, and Jesus told me, I was like, you're crazy, and I did it anyways, and man, I just knew, 
Did Mary say, yeah, I, I was in a bad place. I had made so many bad decisions in my life. My life was sunk until I met Jesus. I had nothing going for me but God. Did they talk about the miracles they witnessed? Y'all have done this, right? I mean, when you lose someone close to you, you lose a family member, it's not unusual to just get around people you love and start talking about stuff. Let's look at some pictures. Let's go back through it. There's laughs in there. There's tears in there. Did they discuss his teachings? Did they say, now what? Now what are we supposed to do? My friend, you might be in that same place in your life right now. You. Me. We can relate to that. You've gone through some stuff. You have asked, how could this happen? Where did I go wrong? What am I going to do now? How can I get out of this mess? You have felt helpless and hopeless and hurt. You have felt lost and abandoned. You have felt like they felt. But on the first day of the week, but on the first day of the week, the women had an experience. They ran, they, so, so they couldn't prepare the body before Sabbath. They got the spices, everything ready. They went to the tomb. They got there. The, the stone was rolled away. They walk in. Jesus isn't there. And they're like, what has gone on? They've taken him. They have taken Jesus. They, they've died. Water. And the angels appear. So they don't know. Why? Can I ask a question? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He's not here for he is risen. Why are you looking for him in the graveyard? He's not here. He told you. Remember? He told you. While you were still in Galilee. He told you that he was going to die. And on the third day he was going to raise again. He told you. And you want to know what? It wasn't only the disciples that knew this. Because if you go back over, I, th I think in the book of Matthew, or maybe it was Mark, um, the Jewish leaders went to Pilate on the Sabbath and said, listen, this imposter said that he was going to raise again in three days. Can we put some guards there to make sure that the disciples, his people don't come and steal his body? Because then we'll have a worse problem than we had to begin with. Because they'll say he was, he was raised from, he did what he was going to say. See? And Pilate said, you got guards? Put them there. And they did. They put guards there. And they were, st but what happened when, when God showed up? It says they saw him and fell like dead men. Like, whoa, what in the world? They passed out. Fainted. You, you cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God. You can't do it. Not in your own power. Not in your own strength. And they couldn't do it. And so when Jesus got up, he took his grave clothes off. 
over there, the one that was on his face, he folded it over and sat it down, said, uh, you know, crack his neck. <clears throat> That was a good nap. That's the first nap I've had in my life. It was good. And he stepped out. Power over death. Victory over the grave. Eternal life. Bought and paid for and given freely. What a breath of fresh air. I wonder, again, it's my imagination. Did the were the birds singing louder that morning? You know? Was, was the sun shining a little bit brighter that day? The, cloud, the clouds fluffy white and the blue skies bluer than ever. A nice breeze as life was returned to his creation. Whew. Now, the guards, they immediately ran to the chief priests and the scribes. And they said, listen, here's what happened. Um, you told us to guard him. And he got up. And there were angels, and we passed out, and, and they're like, you, you can't tell people that. You can't, you can't. Let's get some money together. And it says that they, they collected a substantial amount of money, significant amount, and they gave them the money. And they said, so here's what you're going to do. You're not going to tell anybody. Here's what you're going to tell them, that while you were asleep, the disciples came and stole the body. And you're, that's what you're going to tell everybody. And now... If the governor gets wind that you were sleeping on the job, don't worry. We'll cover for you so you don't get in trouble. You just do what you're, you hold up your end of the bargain and we'll uphold ours. So that's what they did. They went and started telling people, um, yeah, the disciples stole the body when we were asleep, you know, and, and, um, but then they went and lived the high life with all this money they had. And the scripture says that that story continued to move on. But here's, here's the crack in that story. Ready? Peter noticed something. So Peter hears from the women, hey, Jesus isn't there. We think they took him. We saw an angel. He said he's alive. But And they're like, y'all sound like you're crazy. I mean, you must have... Um, you didn't get any sleep, and you're seeing stuff. And, and so, but Peter's like, "What they do with him? I got to go check it out." And he runs to the tomb. Now, in the book of John, it, it indicates that that John ran with him, and John was faster. <laughs> um, uh, Peter was probably built more like me, and so my running and Stephen's running two different things. Stephen beat me there. And he got to the entrance of the tomb and he stooped down. He looked in. Peter said, right on into the tomb. He didn't wait. He got in and he looked. And John entered after him and he looked and he saw the bedclothes, the linens were there. And the face covering was folded separately. Why does that matter? You tell me that somebody's going to go take a body that's been beaten and bruised and it's, it's um, nasty. It's all been covered with linens. And you, you tell me that somebody's going to go take that body and spend the time to unwind all these cloths and to take that face cloth and, and fold it up and sit it down. When you got Roman soldiers out here that you could wake up 
And he had to fight off. Not one, not two. There were many. You're telling me that somebody's going to go, still, me and you going to go steal the body. We can take that stuff off later. Let's get in, let's get out. We got to get in, get out. But no. No, 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 no. No. The grave clothes came off in the tomb. So, listen, he was buried. We agree? Jesus died, Jesus was buried. Put in a stone, they sealed it, put guards outside, he was buried. And now they went in, and Jesus is not there. No, he wasn't taken. They can tell that story. He wasn't taken. The linens were still there. Oh, we'll get into it later. He he was seen by many people after that. He was witnessed alive after that. We'll get to that later. But Jesus rose from the dead. (laughs) Y'all. Man had a new covenant with God established in the blood of his son. Hope springs eternal. We're no longer dependent on somebody else providing an empty and insufficient sacrifice for us to have a right relationship with God. Now, we have a covenant with the Father. Me and you. You have an agreement. God made an agreement for you on your behalf so that you don't have to feel the hurt and the condemnation that sin brings with it. A promise that when we sin, not if, when we sin, you have an advocate seated at the right hand of God making intercession for you and for me. I have someone that I can go to and say, I messed it up again. And what did he say? I'm faithful, which means he'll do it every time, and he's just to forgive you. Means Just means he's He's capable. He has the authority and the power to do it. He's faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you know that our entire faith was dependent on this moment? If the resurrection had not occurred, Jesus was just another crazy man. If the resurrection didn't happen, if he didn't die, if he wasn't buried, if he didn't rise again, Jesus was just another prophet. He was another zealot. He was a teacher. But just like you and me, when our appointment with death comes, he would still be laying there waiting for something to happen. But Jesus was not just another man. Jesus was not just another prophet. He was not just a zealot. He wasn't just someone saying crazy words. He is the Son of God. And he proved it because he got up. He got up. And if it had not been for that, our preaching would be in vain. Your faith would be in vain. Go over there reading the book of 1 Corinthians about the resurrection. One of our favorite verses of scripture talks about resurrection and his power over death and the grave. This 
This scripture, this recording of history, is what makes our faith different than any other faith in the world. It's not a popular statement today. It's not. Um, It's not okay to be a Christian in today's culture. You should not share your faith in today's culture. The business world will tell you that it's uh, harassment to share your Christian faith. Um, The world will tell you that, you know, you're being a bigot if you share your faith. Close-minded. Jesus told us that would happen. You know, in my job, they've, um, and it's everywhere, people have started putting their pronouns on their email um, signature. Him, her, he, she, zizer, zazim. Um, I sh- maybe I should update mine. Here's my pronoun. I'm a wide-eyed, sanctified, blood-bought, spirit-taught, Bible-toper, scripture-quoting, hard-praying, truth-conveying, bona fide, big-time believer, and proud of it. See, it's different. You know there are over 4,000 religions in the world. They estimate it's about, about 4,000 we've eclipsed, and there's, everything's thrown in there. Um, there's the big ones. You know, Christianity is still the biggest. Um, Islam is, is catching up. Um, um, Judaism. Now, let me say, um, do you know that, that Christianity, Judaism, we know are, we believe in the same God, the same creator, one God. Do you know Islam does too? Do you know that they're based off the same scripture? It all goes back to Abraham. And, and so the difference with Islam is this dude named Muhammad come along and saying, hey, Gabriel um, visited me and gave me some stuff to write down. And, and so he wrote it down. That's what's called the Koran. Okay? And, um, but it's still, I mean, if you go to read the Koran, what you'll find is that um, a lot of the things that's in Bible is similar to what's in Islam. Very similar. <sighs> Here's, here's the difference. Um, can you pull up this first picture? That right there? That's the tomb of Muhammad. And he's still there, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, two of Muhammad's close... Uh, disciples and friends are buried with him. There's three graves in there. Um, it has gone through all kinds of disasters. Walls have fallen down. Fires have come on. They've built it up. And it's a pilgrimage. People will go and um, go to visit the grave of Muhammad. And, um, well, he's there. He was just a dude. Um, Mormonism. John Smith, very similar. John Smith, who was in the 1960s or something, um, got visited by an angel, and so he wrote his own version. Um, and he's dead. He's still there. Um, this next picture. A um, couple.
couple years ago, about five years ago, they found this in China. Um, on it was an inscription. Uh, these are the ashes of Buddha. It's, it's well documented. I mean, nobody questions it. Buddha was, was a person. Um, Buddha shared his insights and his philosophies with the world. Um, I mean, there's a lot of philosophers in the world. There's a lot of teachings in the world that, you know, be good to one another and you know, eat a lot of good food and rub your belly. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that, you know. But <laughs> that's a knock at Buddha because, you know, anyways. Um, so history tells us, though, that, that Buddha, when he, was, when he died, he was cremated and his ashes were divided eight ways and sent out. So technically, Buddha is... is is in various places. And this is one that they recently found. Is that Those are ashes of Buddha. Um, he's still ashes. This next picture, that's a grave with an open door. That's the garden tomb. Spoiler alert, he ain't there. That door's wide open. You can go over there, get your ticket, and you can go visit that place for free. You can walk in, take your pictures. He's not there. (laughs) He's not there. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. Life is worth the living just because he lives. Because of the resurrection, resurrection, we have faith. Not faith in a fictional characteristic God, you know. Nope. Because of the resurrection, we have truth. There is such a thing as truth. Um, Regardless of whether I believe it or not, the sky is blue. It's not green, right? Although I am colorblind, my family will tell me later, prove it. But but just because you say it is something else, because it's your truth, doesn't make it true. You know, some people tell lies till it becomes the truth. We have some in our government right now that will lie until it's true. And it's true when enough people believe it, that it's true. Then it becomes true. It becomes their truth. It don't work like that. And you know, like I've said before, my, my car, we used to have, we used to have a, a Pathfinder, or maybe it was a Mountaineer, that occasionally the compass in the car would need to be recalibrated. And what the instructions were is you had to take that car out to an empty parking lot and just drive in circles. And drive in circles so long till it found true north. And then it would be recalibrated. It could tell you which way is north. Guys, listen. North is north whether you believe north is north or not. I mean, you could call north south or east or west or whatever you want to call it. But north is still north. And until you figure that out, you're just going to be riding in circles in your life. Amen? Until you figure that out, until you give God control, until you let the resurrection be real and resurrection in your heart and in your life, you're just going to be spinning in circles. 
looking for truth and not finding it. But because of the resurrection, we have truth. Because of the resurrection, we have hope. Because of the resurrection, we have life. Mm. You know, when we lose loved ones um, and dear friends, we, we remember them, we mourn them, we, um, we look forward to the hope and knowing we'll see them again, but the, here's the thing, we don't lose hope. As a Christian, I have a, a blessed promise that I'll get to see them again because of the resurrection. My, um, my precious grandmother, she, she went on ahead of us. Um, my grandfather, I've told you this story before, my grandfather was an atheist well into his um, 70s. Um, very rare for someone to get saved that late in life. Um, and I had the privilege of being there and praying with him as he accepted God and, and Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And I got the privilege to stand in the water and baptize him. Um, and I got the honor of standing at his funeral and uttering the words, Wilbert Goodrich, a member of Bethany Free Baptist Church. A few years earlier, he wasn't. Now, he's in the presence of our Savior. He ran out ahead. Um, my Aunt Debbie, um, she, she made her crossing on the same day of my accident. I was airlifted to the same hospital she was in. She made her crossing there, and I came home. I often wondered what it had been like if I had not come home, if I could have met her, and we could have held hands going across that chilly river to the other side. One day I will. My dad, my Uncle Dwight, left this year. He was my spiritual mentor, my spiritual father. He taught me um, everything that I know. Uncle Danny, Uncle Ed, these are men of God who preached their entire lives the resurrection. One day, he rose so that one day I can rise. They went ahead but not too far. This week, um, right after church, we, um, we have somebody else in the family who went unexpectedly. And so we're going to get on the road and head to Alabama. And um, we're going to see another one away. And we're going to go by the cemetery. Visit with Uncle Danny. Danny. And... Uh, but we're not looking for the living there among the dead. They're not there. It's a place to go have some memories, to smile that we knew them. But how cool would it be if the trumpet were to sound while you're standing there? Because you know what? The cemetery is not a place of death. The cemetery is resurrection ground. <laughs> Those are spiritual seeds. Um, when he calls... The dead in Christ will rise first. So um, it might be a pretty cool place to be when, when they get up. I want to be there. How awesome. All right, so um, I, I just have a couple of final questions for you. Um, my question is, um, 
so what are you going to do about the resurrection? What, what about you? Are you going to try to explain it away? Are you going to believe the guards said, oh, they, they took him? Or are you going to believe the, the scripture and the evidence? People who saw him afterwards, hey, he got up. Well, if he got up, that means he's telling the truth. And if he was telling the truth, that means you have a decision to make, my friend. Are you going to accept him, who he is, the Son of God, Lord and Savior? Or will you reject him? Will you be like the crowds who were at one point saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, and then crucify him, crucify him, and then later beating their chest out of guilt? Is that you? If, in case you didn't realize it, today, Sunday, is the first day of the week. So you might, have, you might have things going on in your life, and you're feeling those things that helplessness and hopelessness, and maybe you're spinning in circles. You don't know what to do. You're faced with this reality of who God is, who you are, and your need for him. Are you, the first day of the week, are going to say, that was my life, but the first day of the week, God made a difference. Will you allow Jesus into your heart today? Will you celebrate the dawning of our faith with us today? Or will you go away from this place, pounding your chest?